Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. Quick Draw is the Microsoft playbook development system that is centered on increasing your efficiency in drawing plays, generating scouting reports, creating scout cards, drawing within PowerPoint and Visio. Build your library of plays from scratch or by using the PQD folder system. Utilize our Visio stencils or PowerPoint shape library to help you draw your plays. Create your playbook by adding drawings from your library to a custom template to help organize your final playbook. PQD will resize your drawing based on the template that you have chosen. We believe we have the tools that can help you become a better coach. Well, Coach Weaver, joining us in the classroom today is a special guest from Denison, Iowa, uh, a colleague that I have a ton of respect for. I coach with him. He's a four-sport coach. He's on the leadership team at the high school here in our town. He and his family, they've got two young daughters. He's a young guy, and uh, he's in a real battle right now. Weaver and I published a podcast called uh, Given Versus Earned. And basically the message was, you know, I want our kids to have nice things, right? Like I want, we have a beautiful facility, the best facility in Western Iowa. Um, I want them to have, I'd love to be able to give them protein shakes after their workout. Uh, I want them to have the nicest Under Armour Monarch gear, right? I want to give that to them because it's what we want. It's what we have. It's, we want that stuff too. Um, but then we also want them to earn things, right? We want them to earn their spot on the boards in the weight room. We want them to earn their uh, starting spot or their spot on the team. Uh, we want them to earn their GPA in the classroom, you know, those kind of things. And then, so basically right. after, that, after that podcast, we talked about things can also be taken from you. And uh, that's where you come into things. Okay. So um, feel free to share as much or as little as you want. I want to respect your privacy. Uh, and normally we have a few questions that we ask our guests, but uh, I think we can bypass some of that. And so um, I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it just just so I can get to feel like you're going to edit this. It's not like an interview type thing, right? Like you'll, you'll bit, cut bits and pieces, correct? Correct. Like it's not like a live, live, live mic where we're just going here. No, sorry. Like a radio interview. All right, perfect. Uh, no, I guess, I guess, uh, you know, Coach Tory and Coach Weaver. I guess I can, I can kind of start with. Um, I, I'll just give you a little bit of background, and then kind of go from there. Um, basically, I was perfectly fine, absolutely living a normal life, right up until about March. Started to lose some ability to kind of type you know i just realized that i was having issues with typing um i was at golf practice and had some issues just counting up scores and you know i'm a math teacher so that's a little bit of a struggle when you start to realize i can't do math real well um and it was just that moment where you kind of realized maybe i should go to the doctor um went to the doctor in april a week later i was having uh, brain surgery started down that road you know i mean it was it was quite the whirlwind uh it was it was a struggle there but you know i had a lot of support family friends community um even the athletes i coach some of those kids have they made the best videos uh that they sent to us from from near and far um so that was kind of that process now i'm on the journey of 
of the chemo, the radiation, um, a little bit of how I'm feeling. I feel great. I just have to take a nap every day type of thing, you know, but I'm still coaching basketball in the mornings, coach pitch t-ball with my daughters, um, coaching softball at the varsity level, um, JV level with, uh, with a couple of great guys and, um, just got done with golf camp this morning. Uh, so I've got plenty of stuff going on, but we wouldn't have it any other way. Um, in terms of, in terms of the, the, the given, you know, get, given the di- diagnosis, it, it really definitely felt like it, some stuff was taken away from me. And I had to kind of cope with that just like anybody would. Um, and I would honestly say there were moments where you kind of let yourself get ahead of yourself. You started thinking about stuff. You started, you know, losing focus on just the tasks at hand. And, uh, I would say that as the weeks went on, it started to become more of focus on the process, focus on the simple stuff instead of focusing on the, the prize at the end or the, the daunting task that, that is cancer. It was more, what, what appointment do I need to show up for? What time do I need to be there? And that became in a sport world that became easy, you know, like with the radiation and the chemo, like doggone it. I can, I can show up at eight o'clock. I've been doing that my whole life. You know, I can, I can be there for two hours if you want me to be, but um, so that was one of the biggest things that's gotten me through guys has been just the fact that, I have played sports and I've lived in the coaching life of just the, you got to move on to the next thing. You got to move on to the next play. I mean, I've heard you guys talk about that in your podcast over the years. Like you got to just focus on the next thing. Um, But to, uh, to touch back on the get taken away, I lost, I lost my math skills. I, I lost the ability to just type. I mean, I used to be able to type a paper, a, letter of recommendation for a kid on a scholarship for, I bet I could type it 10 minutes. I could type it and edit it. I could have it in the kid's hands, you know, in half an hour. And now if I were to do the same thing, I could type it, but it would take me some of the things simple anymore. Um, and that was kind of the message that, that coach Tory brought me on here um i concluded one of our leadership meetings in denison here with just how much you got to take advantage of the weight room how much you got to take advantage of your coaches your teammates because really in the blink of an eye some of that stuff can be taken away from you um some of it by choice and some of it by things that you can't control and, and like for me the message i wanted to send to the kids is it doesn't matter what you're given and it really doesn't matter what gets taken away from you what matters is is you continue to make progress and and earn it every day and i would honestly say that i didn't buy into i didn't buy into the speech therapy i thought speech therapy was dumb like i can talk you know i can do some of that stuff but then all of a sudden you start to realize after 3 weeks I'm getting better at some of the stuff that I didn't think I could do, you know, and I'm doing single digit math problems and it's like, I can do that, but I'm getting better at it. Like I'm, I'm doing it faster than I was three weeks ago. And so that was kind of the message that I tried to, to leave with the team that day is 
even though even though simple stuff can be taken away from you, you still want to work at it and continue to achieve every single day. And, and I hope I hope they left there that day with 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 that message. Well, I know I did, Coach Burns, and um, I, I just threw it out there on Twitter after our last meeting. Um, you know, but when you talk about commitment, you talk about being really good at something. You talk about skill building, which is what we do as coaches, right? We want our kids to build skills in the classroom, in the weight room, on the field, uh, compete in everything that they do. That's your big mantra throughout throughout this whole process. But you know, I mean, it really is about so what you get knocked back down. How are you going to get back up? And you know, if you can't r- run, then walk. And if you can't walk, then crawl. But I think you have a really powerful testimony, and that's great perspective to share with people. Yeah, and like I said, I've I've had the, this overwhelming feeling in all of this that you need to be a vision for the kids, or you need to be an example or a role model. And uh, you know, I kind of follow along with with everything with coaching, you know, and I know a lot of the kids read some of the, the caring stuff that gets put out there and the stuff on Twitter and Facebook gets put out there on my behalf. You know, me, coach Tori, I'm not the, I'm not the prototypical Facebook Twitter guy as, as a lot of people are. But um, the the one thing I've tried to do is I've tried to send a message to kids to just keep competing. Um, and, And I can't even take credit for that coach. Coach Mish, uh, Coach Adam Mish, our head girls basketball coach, he was a big guy that that put competing out there. And you know, Coach Van Cly, all of us coaches use use the phrase "compete" in anything we do. But uh, it, it's been a mantra that's kind of stuck in my battle, um, and it, uh, it's helped me. It hit that shirt. So you got all, it's a lot easier to live it than it is to, you know, just, or it, it's a lot tougher to really live it than it is to just say it, you know? Um, and, and along that line, I would, I would honestly say that it, it, it's been hard to try not to, you know, micromanage some of the kids and, Hey, you can do this. You know, you can, you know, I, I want to be an example, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be the focal point, I guess, if that makes sense. And, and to your other point, when you said, you know, things get taken away from you at baby steps and having to crawl. And I, I look at a lot of the coaching we do and, you know, you do DB drills and a lot of times you do two steps, one step reads, you know, on your drops. And it's like, by the end of the season, that stuff doesn't matter to a lot of kids. You know, it's just, it's just baby steps to them. Like, but really in all actuality, that's where you start. And that's where you need to be when you finish. And that's, that's been something I've had to learn in this process is, yeah, I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to be good at this. And now, now it's back to the fundamentals. It's what, what can I do to improve? How do I, how do I focus on getting stronger getting faster and it doesn't have to be strength and speed it's math and reading in my case but uh it's, it's definitely been a challenging couple of months well our, i want to shift gears and our head coach is not going through cancer but our head coach is going through stage five kidney disease 
so he's yes. on dialysis, and it's I hear some of the same things that you're saying that's um, applicable to everything we do in life because we're all we're all broken in some kind of sense, right? And we don't have all the answers to everything, but the things that stuck out to me is is when you said prioritize your time. So when you're going through chemo, when you're going through this, like it's the next step, like let me take time, eight to nine, I got this, that's done. I got that covered. I can do 10 to 11, I can do 10 to 12, like you said, I can do two hours of stuff. Um, and then to, to piggyback off what Coach Tory always says, you know, move to the next thing, it's the next thing, it's the next thing. And then I think the most important thing, we told our kids this this morning, is keep competing. We told them that this weekend we had a big seven-on-seven seven tournament, and it's keep competing. And I, I think that's so true just for life in general, no matter if you're going through cancer or you're going through a divorce or you're going through the loss of a child or whatever. Whatever you're doing, you're competing each day. Uh, and it's a talk that we're fixing to do with our team is you versus you. It's, it's you versus yourself every morning, every afternoon, every day. Uh, you just keep competing and, and improving. But going back to that, as you prioritize your time to compete uh, every yep. day. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, and the the thing that you know, I I hate to hear that about um, your coach and and all that stuff. And and somebody said to me the other day, they said, "Oh man, you know, I I went through cancer, and yours is way worse than mine." And that phrase really stung me, like. Is there, is there a worse, like, you know what I mean? Like it's not, you're not better or worse because your cancer is better or worse than anybody else's. And I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Like, you know, I, I sit there and I, I, I listen to this guy's story and he had bladder cancer and he doesn't have a bladder. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, mine's way, way better than yours, you know? And I, I guess, I guess I just, I, I want, I want people to realize that, like you said it, they're all the same. We all have our own battles. And, and that's maybe one of the toughest things that kids don't understand is, man, I'm having a bad day. How do I, how, how do I not realize that everybody else is probably having a bad day too, sure. and then move past it and focus on, focus on the next thing and focus on your next appointment or, you know, the next date you got coming up, those sorts of things. And, you know, that's, that's a great message, Coach Weaver. I mean, I honestly honestly think that message could be sent to every kid every day. And the battle the battle that any of us face looks different, yep. but they're all the same. Yeah. And yours isn't bigger or better than mine. And, and you, can't, you can't think that way, but yet, yet we all do. Um, but, you know, I would challenge, I would challenge people to, to, to realize we're all going through stuff. But how do how do we focus on improving ourselves and, and continuing to focus on the next thing? Yeah. So I would totally agree with you. Yeah, and, and we can talk about this real quick as well, but we were talking about even teenagers have this false sense of of this they put up this like leadership shield or or this facade that they have it all together and they have to be this perfect athlete and they can't have anything broken inside them, like the, the insecurities inside of them. Uh, maybe one of them, you know, the, in leadership to me, and Coach Tory, we've talked about this. It's a hard, it's a heavy word for, especially for teenagers. You tell them to be a leader, they're like, whoa, because they have this, this statue probably of what it's supposed to look like and how you're supposed to act and what you're supposed right. to say and you can't hurt anybody's feelings or if I hurt somebody's feelings, am I still their friend? And the it's just a, it's a slippery slope. But I go back 
to the whole thing of like we all put up this we have it all together like nobody ever is going to come up to you like hey how's your day going never nobody's ever going to say it sucks they're gonna be like hey i'm doing great doing this when on the inside you have no idea so like you just said like no cancer is worse than the other cancer it's like one sin is not worse than the other sin it's all sin it's all cancer it's all you know we're all broken and and I, i just think that about that with kids like they're all going through something, but not one of them's going through something worse than the other because they're all equal in the whole grand scheme of things, especially with us coaching them. Our, our job is to make them better young men and better young women and yeah. pouring into them daily, not saying, hey, I'm going to pour into this person more because, oh, this situation's worse. Well, no, they're, they're all equal across the board. So great, great point, Adam. Correct. You know, it was funny yesterday, yesterday in church, there was a nice Mark reading, you know, Mark four, and we're, we're doing the reading and, and, you know, all of a sudden I'm kind of getting teared up and, and, and reading it. It just resonated, you know, just like, just like your message right there, just resonates with a lot of kids. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, about getting teared up. And all of a sudden I look over and the guy next to me is getting teared up and it's the same example. You know, I don't know what he's going through. I don't know what I'm, you know, I know what I'm going through, but, it was just, it's exactly what we're talking about that, that you can, if you just sit back and look around sometimes and stay out of your own way, there's a lot of examples around you that show you the same thing that you're going through is, is being, you know, is widespread, I guess. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not a very spiritual person. Um, you know, that, that's about all I can say on that. But there's a biblical phrase that I know and that has resonated with me for a long time where it's let us run the race that's marked out for us. And I can't even tell you what verse or what chapter because that's how spiritual I am. But I love it. And as you're talking about cancer, when you're talking about whatever your skill deficiency is that you're trying to build or whatever problems you have in life, we're running the race to the best we can if we're competing. And that's where the comparison is the thief that you want to avoid, but everyone's running their own race. And I, I think that's important to understand as well. Um, and coach Burns, I have to share this on our podcast here real quick. If there's one thing I've learned from you and I've learned a lot, like you guys don't understand the amount of time and hours coach Burns and I have spent together on bus rides and in locker rooms and on the sideline and at each other's houses and on the golf course. Uh, I mean, coach Burns is one of my best relationships. Uh, and one of the best people all around that I know. And I honor him in my book. I honor your legacy in my book because when I first got to Denison, you kind of talked about how you're never as good as you think you are and you're never as bad as you think you are. And so as I think about earned, given, taken, I mean, that applies to everything, right? You're never as healthy as you think you are. You're never as unhealthy as you think you are. Um, you, you're never as busy as you think you are. Uh, you're never not as busy as, or as free as you think you are. So I think you can apply that phrase to everything in your life, but for us as coaches, that's a really important thing. You can be nine and zero and be a very average football team, even though the record says the other way, or you can be zero and nine and be constantly making improvement and no one notices. So that is a huge lesson that has really shaped me as a coach and as an individual. Yeah, I appreciate that, Coach Tory. And I, I, you know, I've read your book, and I've, 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 I've read that portion of, of the book that you know that 
I can still remember the, the bus ride when we had that conversation about the you're never as good as you think you are, never as, as bad as you think you are. And I, I guess I've never – I appreciate you saying that, Coach, because I haven't applied that – I haven't applied that thought to this process um, or to my diagnosis or that sort of thing, but it certainly is true. Like, you, you ran the gamut of, man, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in bad shape, you know. Um, but uh, then, then you get going and you realize, well, now I'm, I'm doing pretty good, you know. So it, it, you definitely, I definitely have, have ran that through my head multiple times. And I appreciate you uh, sharing those thoughts with me because it's certainly been true. Um, well, again, we really appreciate you coming on, Coach Burns. I know you're driving. You got a big day ahead of you. College World Series time. I'm headed down tomorrow. Uh, we love Love some baseball. You got a nice, cool day to go to a game and maybe get an ice cream cone and, and a cold beer and just kind of enjoy it. Yeah, that's the plan. I got the kids along today, so they're they're excited. They've never been to the College World Series. Oh, wow. um, it's I, I'm looking forward to it. They got the ball gloves in hand. Um, it, they it should be fun. It should be fun, and it's not going to be 90 degrees, which is even better. That's yeah. a win, and uh, you got the wrong color hat on. For those of you at home that can't see him, he's he's got a Hawkeye hat on. So that's something else, Coach Burns, and I go round and round on that. You know, yeah, those uh, we're trying to build that rivalry with Iowa. Although you guys keep kicking our butt, and uh, Nebraska will get mad one of these years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, for a second there, I thought you were talking about Iowa State, but yeah, Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, the, not not even not even caliber of Iowa State. So. Yeah. Well, hey, my to, in on yep. you somehow. to you yep, two, go ahead, Tori. Yep. Nope, got nothing to say. I mean, when you have 12 wins in three years, there's not a whole lot you can say. True. <laughs> um, to you two guys that are Iowans uh, and going to the College World Series, Coach Tori, you're going tomorrow. You're going all day, I'm supposing, like all day, going to watch both games? Probably one game. One game, Coach Tori? One, the six yeah, o'clock or the two o'clock or the whatever? No, I'll go at, I'll go at night. Um, so you're going to go watch. What you need to support is the Mississippi State team that's going to play Virginia. Uh, so for those Mississippi boys down here, uh, sure would like to be 2-0 and in the College World Series. No, there you know you what? It, it's great. I went to Atlanta over the weekend, and I'm flying home. So on the plane ride to Atlanta – there are like 175 seats on the plane. They actually made an announcement on my flight. So I'm flying from Omaha to Atlanta direct. There's like 175 seats on the plane, like 70 people on the plane. Okay. So like you could sit wherever you want. Like no one's going to bother you. Have a whole row to yourself. I'm on the plane home last night and it's a bigger plane and it's packed and it's packed with Tennessee fans and Mississippi state specifically. And there are others. And I'm just talking to everybody who's flying to Omaha for the first time. So I think without having the college world series last year, it's such a big deal. It means so much. We are so blessed to have it every year in our part of the country that uh, it's really something Omahaans and Nebraskans and Iowans we show out for it's fun. It's a family experience. And so, uh, Coach Burns, go and enjoy your day. It's going to be great. Yeah, absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Coach Burns, uh, for me down here, man, best of luck to you. Uh, we're praying for you down here. Uh, now that I know the whole story, um, when Coach Torrey was telling me about it, now finally getting to meet you, um, 
praying for you down here and wishing you well on your recovery and that everything goes well. Yeah, we, we appreciate it. And, and likewise, um, uh, for your coach, I don't know. I mean, that's what been one of the most humbling things is people reach out to me and, and send prayers and cards and thoughts and well wishes. And, um, it's, it's kind of given us the opportunity and it, it's taught us to do the same to others, you know, so, uh, make sure, make sure your coach, your coach knows that, um, we, we've got the same thoughts and prayers coming his way as well. Perfect. All right. All right. Thanks coach Burns. Don't want to take up any more of your time. You bet guys. Appreciate it. If you ever need anything, don't be scared to reach out. Yes, sir. Thanks. Awesome. Good luck guys. Thank you. Hey. Thanks. Have a great treatment, Burns. You bet. Bye. Bye. Appreciate you joining us. You bet. That was Adam Burns and Coach Weaver. I'm so grateful to connect you two. I think you guys have a lot in common. I think philosophically he fits in with what we stand for here in the culture classroom, the type of leader he is, the dynamic person, the man that he is, the legacy that he is leaving. So I am grateful to have this platform to be able to get Coach Burns to share some of what makes him unique yeah he definitely gets the the get cycle if you will what's stuff that's given stuff that's earned and then stuff that's taken away it was a fantastic interview and i hope our listeners appreciate uh, the story that coach burns gets to share with us yeah and i guess this whole conversation came organically out of what we were dealing with in our leadership academy this spring i mean coach burns is going through treatment he hasn't been at school um, and uh, he joined the, the call that morning and he started to share with the kids about how, you know, how you can be blessed with all these skills and things and it's all, then you wake up the next day and it's all gone. Yeah. And so then you have to start back at zero and it's just a great message. And I walked away with a different perspective on our journey as a team and his journey as a person. Yeah, it puts new perspective in my mind about Yes, keep competing, but never take anything for granted. You know, that, that, that big thing about never taking anything for granted. Sometimes I think we get stuck in the mundane of going to work and going to football practice and getting to educate kids and spending time with our kids at home and hanging out with our wife, um, that we never take advantage of those little moments that make our life so special until it's too late right or until we need to right. and i think it goes back to pj fleck you know how he he believes that we don't have bad days we have hard days but not bad days and man it's so easy to put your head down when you get a diagnosis like coach burns did right it's so easy to just kind of fold the towel and be like well you know there's nothing else i can do i'm up against this huge monster uh in fact i gave a, a presentation in iowa here at a clinic and i wore a heavy chain the whole time around my neck and i told coach burns after his diagnosis i went over to his house and i was like you're chained to this thing right so like the rest of your life is going to go how you respond to this treatment like you're chained linked together it's heavy it weighs on you and how many people like when i coach wrestling i can literally see when my kids give up right? I can see them fight. I can see them getting taken down. I can see them be put in a weird position. They're in a lot of pain. They're losing. They're maybe even giving up points in the match. And I can literally see in their face when they decide that's enough and they're going to give up. And how many times have we seen that in humanity? So even though things are taken from you, there's no excuse to just let your face change and give up.
Hey everyone, John Weaver. Wanted to borrow you for about 20 seconds and let you know there are three ways that you can help build the Culture Classroom. One, it's as easy as subscribing to the show on SoundCloud, Apple iTunes, or Spotify. The second way is you can leave a rating or review, and that will help us produce better podcasts for you, our listeners. And lastly, follow us on Twitter at CultureClass19. Once again, thanks for listening to the show.